Welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things social media marketing to help your Christian media, Christian missionary, or church outreach find the seekers in your context. We want to help you get the right message in front of the right person at the right time and even on the right device. Are you ready? Here's your host, John Rawls, owner of Kavanaugh Media. Hey there, welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Show. My name is John Rawls. I am thankful, as always, to have you be a part of our tribe here of just people around the world leveraging technology, social media marketing, digital media, whatever it might be, to make Jesus known, to make him famous, to give people an opportunity to be able to not only hear about him, but to be able to respond, to be able to talk to someone, a local in their heart language, and meet up face-to-face and to see the birth of the church take place. That's what we're about. We're honored to be able to do this with over 23 different organizations and in over 80 different countries that we either have or are working in. And so we're out there trying to push the limits, and whatever we're learning, we're trying to share with you. One of the things that I share with my team all the time is that I have no problem making mistakes. I just don't want to keep making the same mistakes. And so we want to keep pushing forward, trying things, learning things, experimenting, and sometimes we learn from those things that work, sometimes we learn from those things that that don't work, all right? And so that's the purpose of this show is for our team at Kavanaugh to share with you whatever it is that we can learn. And there's a couple things I want to share with you today, and then we're going to have an interview. So whether you are listening to the podcast or you are watching this here on our new YouTube channel, I really do appreciate it. Let me tell you a couple things real first. And then I'm going to introduce to you the person that I am excited to have a conversation with and to share that with you today. A couple things. I have heard from many of you about One Too Many, the project that we are doing. And let me, if you would, just give me a minute here to clarify a couple of things. First of all, we will not be running ads anywhere where we do not have field follow-up personnel. This is different than what some other brothers and sisters are out there doing, whereas we're not starting at the top of the funnel and just broadcasting out there. We start to where we know there are churches and people and teams who can do the follow-up. And so it starts there. Yes, there is the top 12 by just population of countries that we are specifically targeting, because this project is one in partnership with Jesus Film, they have set this in really the reality is in a broader vision that Rick Warren and Finishing the Task 2.0 is doing. But there are other places and other countries that we're leaning into. When we see that there are multiple teams or places who want to do the follow-up, but they either can't or don't or for whatever reason don't want to do the marketing part that's where we're leaning in and the thing i'm most excited about is to try to bring together a coalition to see multiple denominations and groups working together simply for the glory of god and so i will continue to share about this there are some new places that we're leaning into if you have questions about it reach out we would love to talk to you And if there's ways for partnership, we would love to make that for you. There are uh, resources, there's technology, there's even ad money 
that we can bring to this, but it starts with the field. It starts with you out there, our heroes who are making Jesus famous. Secondly, we have seen a rash recently of just issues with Facebook, of it shutting down accounts and saying your ad account is disabled. And I just want you to know if that's happened to you, you are not alone. And it is frustrating, and it is frustrating to me that Meta can't provide real people to talk to, that accounts get shut down for no apparent reason, that you send in your passport or your license to prove your identity. It's supposed to be 48 hours, and in some documented cases, ones that we've had even, it's taken seven or eight days to be able to do that. There's great people, great brothers and sisters in Christ who work for Meta. So this is not an indictment against any of them, but just to say if you have seen an uptick in some of your accounts being shut down or having to go through review or ads being shut down, this is, I believe, the algorithms and some of the machine learning trying to do this part. I know it's frustrating. I, I, I've talked to people at Meta. Many of them have been frustrated by this too. And so it's, it's just one of those things that are going on. But I just wanted you to know if you're seeing that, well, you're not alone. Okay, there are some things and we will talk about it here on the show. Things like using VPNs to access it, using fake accounts, breaking the rules. You do that, well, of course they're going to shut your account down. But even when you try to follow all the rules, sometimes some issues and mistakes, honestly, just happen and on both sides. And so the best thing to do is reach out, request a review, and go from there. All right. But if you're seeing some of that happening to you recently, so have we. We've seen it on several accounts. Thankfully, all but one of those, we've been able to get going again on behalf of our clients and doing that. For the other one, we're still hoping and we're still trying to see what we can do to help them as well. But we have no magic button. We have no magic inroads. Um, Mr. Zuckerberg doesn't listen to me. He has no thing to that. We're just trying our best to learn and reach out and do the things that we can as well. So if that's happening to you, I'm sorry. Make sure, though, you're doing a review. And it, it makes it important for us all to be looking at other platforms as well. Maybe it's Google Ads. Maybe it's YouTube. Our guest today I'm going to talk with, we're going to talk about TikTok a little bit, some benefits, maybe some risk of that. It's not the same in every country. So anyway, that might be a good reason for you if you're having some issues recently to continue to, to diversify your digital engagement efforts. All right. So we're going to dive into the interview now, and I just get to work with some amazing people. I, I really, really do. I love our Kavanaugh Media team. They are people not trying to learn it, but they're pros. They're good at what they do, and they're people that I trust for several reasons. One, some of them are direct family. Others of them have been doing uh, CP work, church planting work with us overseas for many, many years. Some of them, I've been their coach and was their professor long before we ever went to the mission field. But in all those cases, there's a level of trust and of love and of grace and of expertise that I'm just honored to get to work with them. We're bringing people from different places, but they all have specific skills for the work that we try to do on behalf 
of our clients, for people like you. And so the one today I want to start with, we're going to do a few of these just in the next few weeks, not every week, but we're going to, we're going to introduce the Kavanaugh Media team. And truth be told, we're probably going to need to add to this team. And so we're going to be looking to add some people here in, in the future, probably one or two more full-time paid positions as we continue to grow and try our best to serve you out there. But the one I wanted to start with today is the one that I love because he's my son. So his name is Sean, not John, Sean Rawls, or Cian as you spell it and do that. And so I'm excited to you. I'm going to switch over screens here in just a second and introduce you to Sean Rawls. Sean, thanks for uh, being a part of the show. Thanks for letting me brag a little bit about you. And I'm excited for you to share things that you're doing. For those who have never met you before, you are my younger son. You are a recent graduate from the University of Albany up in New York. You played football up there. You are a soccer fanatic. Who's your favorite team? Chelsea. Chelsea. Okay, so you bleed blue. Uh, that was a thing with this summer. We got to go work with one of our partners. We were doing a big training, launching about 10 teams, and we got to go to see Chelsea's pitch and locker rooms and all that. That was cool, at least for me. I thought it was for you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, you are a soccer player. You are a football player. Your degree is in what? What did you get your degree in? Marketing and management. Marketing and management. All right. So that's a business marketing management degree. And you have been with us. You were doing part-time. You interned, then you did part-time, and now you are on full-time doing the marketing part, overseeing the marketing part of of what we do, right? So I just want to start with a few questions today. I'd love to hear about just why you're a part of this. But also just some things that you are seeing because you are operating in a lot of places. You're running a lot of ads. You're doing a lot of this. Things that you're noticing, okay, marketing mistakes that are out there, things like that. And then I just would love to talk TikTok with you, okay, because this is one of those things a lot of people ask me about. And truthfully, for those of you who are listening into our conversation, there's multiple times where I am learning from him things. I'm asking him questions and, and he's leading the way. And that's one of the things I believe with. I, I really don't get caught up in if it's a man or a woman, young or old. I want the best to always lead. And many times that's not going to be me on our team doing that. So, Sean, um, thanks for just what you do for the kingdom. It is such a joy to be able to work with my son and to see all that you're doing. But I'd love to hear from you. Why do you like working for Kavanaugh, what's what's the benefit? What do you like? Why did you join us? Because you could have gone to some pretty big businesses and and worked there. So it wasn't the pay. Tell me why you came on board at Kavanaugh. Well, there's a couple things that I really love about working here. And the, the first thing and probably the biggest thing is getting to do work that matters with really incredible people. And that means you. That means the rest of the people at the team. But I'm also thankful for all the people we get to work with, all the people, the ORs we partner with as well. They're truly amazing people doing great things for the kingdom. And also on top of that, you know, having the opportunity to use my marketing skills that I learned in school and I've gotten to practice over time. 
and getting to use those in a way that truly makes an eternal impact in people's lives. And I'm not just pushing paper or trying to make someone more money where I'm truly getting to do something that matters. It's, it's really special. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well on both of those points. I, I love the people that we do get to work with um, and, and the partners. I'm flying out today going to go spend three days with with some partners i just got back last week from traveling working with some amazing people local people especially sitting in a hotel room just planning out how can we change the world how can we bring god glory in those places and something that matters eternally so totally agree with you on that what's maybe your favorite part about working at kavanaugh is there is there been one thing where you're like wow this has been cool to be able to to do this I don't know if I could pick out one specific thing, but there's a few things. You know, one, I really like the people I get to work with. You, Casey, Alan, everybody on the team here. Um, they're really understanding and they really care about me as people. And I've been in situations on teams before in the past where that wasn't always the case with everybody. So I, I guess if I had to pick one thing, I, w- I would say that's my favorite part. All right. So let's let me ask you this. You... You have been in some pretty tight sport situations. And so uh, let me share one with just our cat, the Christian media marketing audience here. You were in high school, I don't know if it was your freshman or sophomore year, where it went to overtime, to penalty kicks against your biggest rival school. And you, what was that? Was that your freshman year or sophomore year? I think it was sophomore year. Sophomore year. And I just remember you going up in, in overtime, and it was an away game, and it was packed, and it was crazy noise. I mean, the student section from the opposing school was just going crazy. And you walked up, and you winked at the keeper, and then you just dinked this ball as he dove to the side. You just dribbled the ball. You just barely kicked it, and it just slowly rolled across the line. And I was like, holy cow, that was like so stressful for me to do that. And, and then I watch you just calmly come up there and, and, and execute and do that. But your role, even in college, being a person that you were a kicker, a punter, where they don't really notice unless you do something wrong. What would be something you would say that you've learned just from being in sports, especially on a, on a really, you know, on a Division One level school? What did you learn from that that you think applies to your life now? Probably the biggest thing, and this is something that coaches have been drilling into me for a long time, and I hope that I carry with me, is to control what you can control. Mm. On the sports side of things, I can't control the weather. I can't control how people on the other team prepare. I can't control any of those things, but I can control my effort, my attitude, my skills, my technique, and those things. So that's how it was in sports, but I think that directly translates to what I do here. You know, I can't control you know, meta disabling accounts. I have no control over that to a point, obviously, unless I break any rules, but I can't control their policies. I can't control foreign data regulations. Like I can't control any of that, Mm -hmm. but I can't control my preparation, my research, my ability to understand why they make these decisions so that I can better serve the clients that way. Yeah. That's a good point. And I think that's something all of us can take away is that you know, when you're the, the saying is in the military, forewarned is forearmed. Like there's things that are happening. And when we're doing our homework and we're doing our research and we're really working hard at stuff, there's mistakes that we can not have to make because we can learn from that. And we can be prepared. But to control ourselves, to be control the things that we control, 
plan our work and then work our plan. So I love it. All right, well, let me let me dive in a little bit here to some marketing mistakes that you have been seeing. You are full-time, running hard, doing a ton of stuff out there. Why don't you share a little bit just about some of the mistakes maybe that you've been seeing from teams or people you coach or, or whatever that might be. Do you have some of those? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple. And you know, like you were saying earlier, mistakes are inevitable. The important thing is that if we make a mistake, that we learn from it and do our best not to repeat it, right? But I still make mistakes to this day. I know you do too. But mm-hmm. a couple of the ones that I see, the first one is not researching um, your target audience beforehand. A lot of people think that your target audience is just knowing, I want to target these people in this place. And that's true. That is part of it. But the reality is, is when you're marketing to people in different countries, especially, is that it's a lot deeper than that. And you should be making an effort to understand their cultural values, what makes them skeptical about certain things, what their pain points are. And that's something that some teams get right away and some teams have to learn over time. Hmm. But that is something that I see quite a bit. Okay. Um, that's a good one. And I mean, I know um, Taiwan's been a big area for that, where you all and the team have been really leaning in. It's personal to us. We love that country. And you're having to really look at it where it is not the same as other countries that we operate in. Like there's that cultural part. There's been some challenges there. So yeah, it's a good, good point. What else? What have been some other things that you're seeing? Yeah, well, this next point kind of ties into the first one. And this is something I see with pretty much every team at some point is guessing when you can A-B test, especially on Facebook. And really you can do this with anything. You can do this with your websites, with your Google ads. If there's something that you're not sure of, where it's the decision between one thing or the other, just test it. Hmm. There's no way to know for sure how something is going to work when you run an ad until you ultimately do it. And the A-B testing, especially on Facebook, it's a great A-B test tool, splits the budget nice and even or however you want it, that is and picks a winner for you. Mm-hmm. So when you have those tools available, my recommendation is always just just try it and see. Yeah, that's great. That's And it's, it doesn't cost you anymore to do that. And so you're just right. letting data make those decisions. Great. And I mean, I think it was uh, the last two weeks, this show, we've talked about A-B testing your website even, Google Optimize. So that would be a good example of that as well. Uh, any others? Any other marketing mistakes that you're seeing a lot of out there or things that you think that it'd be good for people to be aware of or to avoid? Um, you know, there's a couple, the big, the biggest thing besides the ones that I've said is making your call to action clear. Hmm. Um, too often I see people either not even putting in calls to action in their ad copy or making it very unclear as to what you want them to do, whether you're marketing a product or you're doing what we do often with teams tell your target audience what you want them to do and more often than not they're going to follow through with that at least compared to when you don't tell them that their attention span when they're on social media is small Mm -hmm. so you need to direct their thoughts and what they what you want them to do and a clear call to action is a really big part of that all right so you're saying beyond just the cta button like watch more learn more whatever else even in the copy you're liking to put a little bit of that you know description of what you'd like them to do in that copy part there as well is that right right okay excellent good point uh anything else anything else you want to share any other mistakes or lessons that you're learning or you think would be valuable and you know nothing specific it's the biggest thing is just try new things learn from it and uh, push forward yeah love it yeah and you know a mindset of that would be to do 
um, well, there's this idea of doing an after-action review, like you've done something, like how did this test work? But you can also do something in advance, pre-action, and do some reviews on that too. And so be taking good notes, look at your data, label things well, look back, not just in a short period of time, look back over six months, over one year, over two years, what are you learning? What trends are you seeing? So yeah, those are those are really really good things. All right, let's shift to the last thing. Um, the we you know this show doesn't is not a super long one, so this is not a Joe Rogan three hour type of <laughs> podcast. So we're gonna keep this short. But I would love to hear from you about TikTok because it's growing. I know they are ambitious and. A lot of times there's the shiny object syndrome, like, ooh, this is the new thing, and people get really excited about it, but they have no business using it because they don't know how to use it, or it's not the right demographic, or whatever else. But I'd love for you to just share some of your thoughts about TikTok, maybe lessons that you've learned, things that we should be aware of, whatever else. I just want to hand this over to you. What, what would you share with us about TikTok? TikTok is a very new and rapidly growing app, as you know. And it's something that's really exciting and it's important to understand how it works and how you can best leverage it for what you're doing. And for a lot of people, that's difficult because it's not something they use all the time. Facebook's been around for a long time. Instagram has, Google has. TikTok is pretty new. This is something that just took off a couple of years ago. So, and there's a couple of misconceptions, but the first one I wanna talk about is the age that uses the app. Okay. And that has changed over time. For a very long time, the people that used TikTok were extremely young, where you were seeing 75% plus of the people that used it were under the age of 30. That's starting to trend away. Right now, that number is around 55 to 60% of people under the age of 30, meaning you have a lot more middle to older aged people that are starting to use this app. And that should affect how you use it, but it also could affect who you, what platforms you use. For example, if you're trying to reach people of that age group, maybe TikTok is starting to come into the spectrum of something that you should use. Okay. But that'd be the first thing. The big thing people need to understand is that TikTok is not like these other platforms. It is extremely unique, which means that your content and how you approach your marketing on that app needs to be different. Okay. Making content for Facebook or for the Google Display Network or YouTube, it's not going to work on TikTok. Your your content needs to be TikTok specific because people can swipe through really quickly. You need to grab their attention and it needs to look like something they're used to seeing. So what are you saying? We just need to all find some Justin Bieber song and try to put some Christian verse over the top of it or what? I mean, what does that look like? What makes TikTok unique on that? That's a question that's very difficult to answer because even within TikTok, you see a lot of different types of content. The best piece of advice I would give is to use the app mm -hmm. and to model your content based off of the popular things that you're seeing because there will be similarities. But to say that there's one type of content or one type of thing that works, I, I just I don't think that's accurate for TikTok. So there's other ways besides just lip syncing songs that we right. can do. All right. Fair enough. Uh, what else? What else should we learn about TikTok? I think it's important people also understand the commitment that it takes to be good on TikTok. Hmm. With other platforms, you can get away with posting once or twice a week. 
for your organic type of social media. Mm-hmm. If you're running ads, you know, you're, you could take, if you're running up on a frequency model, it could take a month or two to get up to where you're ready to run the next one. And that's okay on those platforms. On TikTok, it's different. Frequency is king. If you're not posting almost daily, and by the, I mean, at least five to six times a week, mm-hmm. you're not doing it right. Frequency is extremely important. I believe the algorithm on TikTok favors that. I think it's extremely, extremely important that you're constantly putting content out there because that is what it takes to build a brand. And for some teams, for some teams, that is possible. Not to say that nobody can do it. It is definitely possible, but it it takes a little bit more than what a lot of people realize when they first get started. So that's the organic part. If if we're doing ads, if we're doing paid on TikTok, which is possible – it's not possible, I think, and I'd love to ask you about that as well in certain locations. But if if you're doing paid, do you need to even be doing organic? Is there a need? You should for it? be. You should be because one thing that's really unique to TikTok is the for you page, and that's the feed that people scroll through when they're watching videos, not of people that they follow. Uh-huh. Okay, and your. TikToks do not have to be paid to take off. They don't need a ton of people sharing them necessarily to take off, though that can help. Right. If you do well on the organic side of things, TikTok favors that a lot better than other social media platforms to a point where I think it's, it's I would say it's necessary to have an organic strategy in place as well. Okay. So if it's necessary, if somebody's going to use it, they need to be really comfortable with it and they've got to be really good at making good content for it as well on that is that right. fair to say all right so how about the paid side of tiktok what of tiktok what can we do there what can we is it possible are there limitations what are you seeing what do you know about that that you could share well it's pretty cool and, and this is something that's changing quite a bit you know, tiktok is really ramping up their advertising efforts and trying to take their brand to the next level and there's a lot of things that they're doing and changing but there's a couple ways you can advertise on tiktok so, you know there's in feed type of things where it's just in the for you page it'll pop up whenever an ad would pop up mm-hmm. brand takeovers top view meaning it comes in at the top there's also brand effects so like on snapchat there's filters on tiktok there's also filters and effects as well and you could have sponsored brand ones that people can use and that's another way you can advertise that's pretty unique to this platform as far as the targeting is concerned yeah it's similar but also different to Facebook and some of these other places. It has interest targeting, which Facebook has, where you select an interest relevant to your target audience, and that's how it's served. The thing I like about TikTok and what I would recommend people start with when it comes to targeting is behavioral targeting. And that's where you get to target people based on their behavior over the last few weeks. So you select a behavior, you select a category your video applies to, and then you let it run from there. And I like that one a lot more because if you can identify what type of behaviors might resonate with your videos, that can be an extremely accurate form of targeting. Hmm. Okay. Do you know, and you may not know this, but it's on the, are there Christian or spiritual type of interest targetings that you've seen? Because, you know, Facebook took away Jesus, Bible, all spiritual ones. They've really reduced their interest targeting. Has TikTok done that as well? Are they reducing them or are there's more just general or? There's are a little bit more general. Okay. From what I have seen okay. in my experience doing that. With that said, and I believe this with Facebook to be the case as well, just because you don't necessarily have access to that information or the ability to target off of that 
does not mean that TikTok themselves do not have that data. Right. There is Christian content on TikTok, especially organic. I've seen it come up in my feed as well. It is there, meaning that they are capturing that data. Mm. So just because you can't pick it as a targeting option, I do think that if you give the algorithm time that it will all work. Okay. Yeah. And that's a good point. That's really for us at Kavanaugh. It's been a big part of our strategy is a shifting away from time-based when possible to a frequency base, which just gives the algorithm more time, gives people more opportunities to see the content, reduces the workload for the teams to have to always be creating new content every three or four days and, and whatever. And so that's a big, big concern, I would think, on the TikTok one is you better be ready to make a lot of content. What about um, is there any location any kind of restrictions by country? Uh, I mean, I know we've done some with some partner did some and they got their account shut down within two weeks doing Bible download ones. It was doing amazing. It was like a 26% click-through rate until it got shut down But uh, in, the, in that specific country. But any advice or anything you know or have learned on that part of it? And this, this is one thing that also makes it very different from Facebook. With Facebook, you could have a business account set up wherever, and then you pick the locations. You can advertise pretty much any country in the world, right? Mm-hmm. With TikTok, that is not the case. Where you can advertise is dictated by where your business account is set up. So if you're advertising in the United States, where you can reach is very different than if you were advertising in a country in the Middle East right. or – in Far East Asia or Australia. And, you know, I don't have that list memorized. I'll have, I'll send that link to you and you can, um, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. You can put that in the description of the podcast so people can access that. But that is something to keep in mind. So if you're in the States and you're wanting to advertise in a different country, you might not be able to, you might have to set up your business account there. So that is one thing that makes TikTok a little different. Okay. Facebook. Well, that's really good to know. And so, yeah, I'll put that link uh, in the show notes and on YouTube, that description there as well. But that could be another barrier to being able to do this is where you're located and setting up a business account. This has been one of those things with verification with Google, Facebook. I don't know if TikTok's doing that yet, but I, I just think social media is going to move away from everything being anonymous at some point. So, um, yeah, and, and you know, every country has their own laws as to what they allow and community standards and th- those kind of things. So there's just a lot that comes into it, and that's part of what we're always trying to, to learn and do that. So, well, Sean, thanks so much for spending some time. Uh, it is a joy to work with you. It is just, it is an unbelievable joy as a, as a dad to work with your son and see your son be really good at something that you care about as well. I'm, I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for how you serve the people that we love and our heroes out there. And so thanks for all you do for Kavanaugh and more importantly for the kingdom of God. So um, now get back to work. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, there it is. There's my interview and some time with my son, Sean. I hope it was a benefit to you. I will put that TikTok information here in the show notes. Uh, Next week, we're going to dive right back in into some specific things about Christian media marketing. But every every few weeks or so, I'm going to introduce some of the people to our team because I want you to know who we are. And I believe that the more you know about our team, you will love them like I do and understand our heart 
is for you. So thanks so much again for watching the show. If you can share it with somebody else, we'd love that. If you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, that's awesome. We would appreciate it. Just click that red subscribe button, share the podcast with people. If you have questions, if you have ideas for show notes, you know, for us to do whatever, send us a message from our Kavanaugh Media website, our contact form there, or you can reach out to me on Twitter. I don't post much, but I'm on it a lot. I love to do research and read there. So reach out to me, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. So until next time, thank you so much for all you do for the kingdom. May God bless you and all you do to make it sound famous. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for him and for his kingdom.